Let's get it going. Welcome to the Ed Fernandez Show. I'm Tom Roussel, and across from me, the man, Ed Fernandez. Hello, good morning. 3.30 in the morning is when I started. <laughs> Ed has had quite a morning already. Ooh, it's been a long day already. I'm time to go home. Yeah. Luckily, it's Friday. Yep. Uh, looking forward to the weekend, man, but just happy to be here again. We got a serious episode, though. Yeah. You know, I, I've been praying, I, you know. Just want to do God proud. Let's do this. Yeah, this has kind of shifted a little bit, hasn't it? It's, it, it has. It's crazy. Uh, we're kind of seeing what people are responding to. Yeah. What the Lord is putting on your heart of what you're responding to. Yeah. And going like this to all the planned episodes, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, you know, I was driving in today and I was praying. I was asking God because, you know, I play Call of Duty. I love Call of Duty, right? Yeah. But when I started playing Call of Duty, it was all about just like army guys, right? Mm-hmm. Army and Navy SEALs and doing this and doing that. And they've got this season six that just I just started playing again yesterday. And little by little, what they were doing is they were putting in characters like witches and warlocks mm-hmm. and and spells and things like that. And season six... You're standing with your weapon in a middle in the middle of a pentagram. Oh, interesting. With like, I'm like, what? You just? <laughs> I was like, what the heck is this? Like my favorite video game. I still play video games. Is now kind of like getting crazy. Right. So I was driving, and I was asking God. You know, Lord, these guys are just so like profound in their boldness yeah ah right just they're so bold and now it it becomes to the point where it's desensitized yeah and so i'm like well lord why can't we be bold Mm. why can't we be profound and and glorify you and like god those guys are just throwing it in your face well why can't i just throw it in their face right Right? right? With the winner. Right. Not the loser. <laughs> right. Right? Let's go. I mean, I was talking to your daughter, Nyla, this morning, and she's just talking about, you know, celebrities saying stuff or whatever. And people are just bold in saying something because you could just, like, that's crazy. They're just joking. Yeah. But everybody's just coming out and being bold with what they believe. Yeah. Um, we're seeing it all across everything. I mean, I was at Mastro's having dinner and there's this guy that I buy my cars from, right? I've known him for 24, 25 years. And my wife goes, oh, he just came back from Wyoming. And the guy goes, well, what what were you doing in Wyoming? I said, I went to a retreat, right? There's a, there's 24 guys, right? We're in the middle of nowhere, had no internet, no cell phone. And there were, you know, 10, 14 or 10 pastors and 14 business owners. He goes, oh, that's boring. What'd you guys do? And he invited me to this like crazy. He he like just threw it out that yeah we cut chicken heads and things like that, right? And I was like, uh, Darian's hand is Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove is that what it is? I had I don't no, know if we could say that on YouTube. I, I, see, I don't but. know, but you know, but look, we're trying to be careful what we're doing and what we're saying, but yeah. 
I mean, I got invited to one of these things, and it's like you know, I'm 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 kind of over it. I'm over the fact that they're throwing it in my face. Right. So now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to proclaim and be bold in my belief, which is the winner, right? Right. The God Almighty, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who created heavens and earth, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the day, I win. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny hearing you say that because it's like a next level of boldness because I would... Everyone that knows you would say you're a bold guy, okay? <laughs> yeah. No one around this office, no one around anywhere doesn't know what you believe or what you stand for. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, we go, to, we go to Mexico every year with the, with the team, and we're walking to our boat, yacht, whatever, yeah. and there's, there's some – why don't you tell the story because you're going to tell – Yeah, so, so, so when we go to Cabo, we're walking down the marina – and all the time, what happens is I'm always being offered drugs. Yeah. Right? So I came up with a strategy. Right. Okay? And the strategy is this. When the guy goes, hey, I've got marijuana, or cocaine, whatever you want. I said, I'll buy all your drugs if you pray right now and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Ooh, boy, you should see their face. <laughs> what? Again? Who? I said Jesus, and once they realize, they're it's like, oh, oh no, no, <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're, they're, they're like, no, 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 yeah. we're good. I said, okay, well, I'm good too. But not everybody left. Not everybody did that, right? Right. Some, you know, one guy, he was like following me. He was drunk, and you know, I was getting a little upset, and I'm so glad I didn't, because when I said that, he goes, you know, I had a dream, and the dream was I was fishing. And I was catching a lot of fish. Mm. And, and the Holy Spirit told me it's because you are fishermen of men. Mm -hmm. And he said the sinner's prayer right there in Cabo, in front of the marina, and all, and all his friends were around him. He's weeping. He's crying. As soon as he got saved, he left. Never seen him again. Mm -hmm. I promise you, his life is radically changed. Right. So it's kind of a way to evangelize um, and just let people know they're going to get used to me. Oh, that's that guy. Don't go talk to him. Yeah. Or that's that guy. Maybe he can tell me more about Jesus. Yeah. Well, this time we're going to Cancun, which I'm excited about. I've never been to Cancun. so Neither have I. Really? Yeah, I've never okay. been. Okay. I'm Hopefully excited. there's no hurricanes. So I'll be walking with you to the marina again, I'm sure, and we'll see what happens <laughs> down there. <laughs> Looking forward to that. But, Praise God. So, this kind of ties in. We yeah. haven't even said what it's about, but it ties into what we're talking about. And that's understanding your purpose and calling. So I looked up the definition. Okay. What is your purpose? What is purpose? And it's the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Now that's, that's fine and well, but what is Ed believed the true essence of what your purpose and calling means. You know, that's, that's, um, I didn't know that until I got saved. When I got saved, um, it, it's a crazy story. I was hanging out with, um, some friends and one of my friends, uh, she said, Hey, 
you know, you should be getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was like, what is that? I didn't know what the heck that was. Yeah. So we go to church and pastor says, hey, someone here needs to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was like, I raised, like- I raised my hand. I was like, that's me. So I ran up there, right? I was running up there and they were praying for me. And, and uh, I forgot who it was, but some guy put his, his hand on my stomach. And I felt this volcano, like this eruption in my spirit. And it just erupted. And all of a sudden, I can feel the power from my belly just coming up, coming up, coming up. And it just came out and I started speaking in another language. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck is this? Right? So I went home and I was like, ah, this ain't real. And I would turn it on and off. Wow, it was real. But at that time, they started prophesying over me. And they started calling me an evangelist. Mm. You're an evangelist. You're an evangelist. You're an evangelist. I didn't know what an evangelist was. Then I went to school of ministry. Then I understand the the five-fold ministry. And I always thought an evangelist was a person who would go into tents, right? Travel the world, travel the the country, and and catch the fish. Get them all saved, you know, uh, heal the sick, have the blind see, cast out devils, raise the dead. That, that's, I'm like, wow, that's me. Well, years and years and years go by, and I'm like, I gave up that dream because I was never, I was never in a position to be in the ministry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, Lord, I guess all these guys missed it, and I missed it. But I was always so driven to business, 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 business. And, you know, my wife is a very bright woman. I, I, I always, she's very wise too. I always go to her for counsel when I'm like clueless, right? And I've learned a lot from her on the spiritual sense. And she goes, you know what? She started talking about the marketplace. So I started studying about the marketplace. And the marketplace in Jerusalem was the place where everyone was so attracted to mm-hmm. because there was commerce there. Mm-hmm. And what I come to understand is that I'm an evangelist, but it doesn't necessarily mean I need to go in a tent and preach the gospel. I'm an evangelist in the marketplace. And I st- the call, and so my purpose, to answer your question, my purpose from the very beginning when I first got saved, because I didn't know what was my purpose before I got saved. I had no clue, right? I got saved. They prophesied me that I was an evangelist. And now I know what my, I, from that point on, I always knew what my purpose was. I just didn't know what it looked like. And now I know what it looks like. So my purpose is to bring glory to my father, my Lord Jesus Christ, who gets me excited every time I talk about him, right? I cannot contain the love that I have for this dude, right? And my purpose is to preach the gospel in whatever manner it may be. It could be here. It could be out there. It could be wherever it is. And to show the goodness of God and that my God is a rich God. He's not a poor God. And I can have everything else that everybody else has. And so my purpose is to preach the gospel, get people saved, and glorify God and show people how good my God is. That's my purpose. 
Oh, man, I'm so excited. I'm telling you, man, I just can't stop. And that was today's episode. We'll see. <laughs> I just can't stop, man. I know, I'm telling you, man, it just goes, I just get so like, ah. So I'm just unpacking everything that you said. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there looking for purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your purpose clearly. And it's, it's amazing because you said you don't have, you can be an evangelist, but still you're gifted in business. Yeah. Like you were meant, you got everything you touch turns to gold. Praise God. Right. Yes. So you can do both. Yes. But how do you wake up every day and how do you do what you need to do for your purpose rather than what you want to do every day? Like That's how a do you- really, really good question. You know, Doors open to fulfill your purpose when you can be trusted with the power. Mm. Mm. What is power? Power is influence. Power is money. Power is ministry. Seeing people raised from the dead and healing the sick. It's very easy to become arrogant, prideful, because God is not a a respecter of persons, and he will never, ever take away your giftings that you have been given. Mm -hmm. But then who are you using it for? It can be perverted and be used for the other side, or it could be used for his glory. And what I've noticed in my life is that the platforms were not opening up for me until I started learning some things, started being intent in my obedience. There's a term called deliberate disobedience. And and I remember one day I was sleeping and I was acting stupid, okay? And I knew I was acting stupid. And God talks to me in my sleep. And again, he does talk, okay? It's a dialogue, not a monologue. He is alive and he's not dead, okay? And he talks to me all the time. But he talked to me in my sleep and he said to me, if you do not stop this, and I got to say this, there's the difference of the voice of the father. There's the difference of the voice of the son. And there's the difference of the person of the Holy Ghost. This was the father. And when the father speaks, there's a reverence fear, not, oh, my God, don't hurt me, but, oh, my God, you're so powerful. Okay, there's a difference there. And he said to me, if you do not stop this deliberate disobedience, I will rip it out of your heart. Man, when you hear that, that's whoop fanny. What'd you do when you woke up? I was I mean, scared. Right. I was like, oh, oh my God. Because I never heard. I'm always, Jesus always, Ed, I love you. Ed, you're the greatest. Ed, I'm here for you. Ed, I'm your protector. That's Jesus. Jesus just hugs you and loves on you. And then you feel the Holy Ghost, right? But when the Father talks and he's pissed, it talks about that in Revelations, right? Mm-hmm. That the fear is such that people will run into caves and wish that the mountains would fall on them. Mm -hmm. That's like scared. So when I learned that there is a sanctification process, sanctification set apart 
different than others, right? When that sanctification process starts and you start taking your walk seriously and you start saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Now, look, does it happen overnight? Absolutely not. It, it's hard. It's not easy, especially like things are getting worse and worse and worse. But when I found that, I started realizing God started giving me more influence, giving me more money, and money is influence, opening doors for me. So to answer your question, and I know this long answer, but once you know your purpose, know that there is a journey, a journey. Joseph knew his purpose. Joseph had a dream. That dream was like, you are going to be the man. Yeah. Okay, well, what happened to poor Joseph, right? There Everything was a, the opposite there of was being a, the man. Right, right. right. There <laughs> Everything was a, wrong. There was a journey. Yeah. He, right? he was thrown, right? His brother sold him. His dad thought he was dead. He was, you know, accused of rape. He, 14 years. But then he became the second in command in the most powerful nation in the world at that time. And fulfilled his purpose. Why? Because he was obedient and God can trust him. So if you want to fulfill your purpose, be obedient. So the father can trust you with the power and the influence that it takes to fulfill your purpose. And read the story of Joseph. It's an amazing yes, story. Sir. Yes, in the sir. Bible. So you're waking up every day. You're, you know, today was 3.30, but, and it's usually early because I'm getting, sometimes I'll get an email. I'll be like, what the heck? You should not be awake at that hour. So, you know, you go for your hike with, with Avor, your land shark under the table here. How do you, in your, you're on the phones, you're doing a lot every single day. Yeah. How do you mix your purpose with business and with the purpose you're talking about of the Lord? Yeah. Every, like, in a practical sense. Practical sense. So, you know, I went to Wyoming uh, Refuge. Shout out to Refuge. Shout out to Barnabas and Paul and Jose. And uh, I went there specifically to be alone with God. And to reset myself. Because the cares of the world, you can always have an excuse of you're so busy. I can get up. As soon as I get up, I have work to do. I, I know that for a fact, and I can get busy. But what I've decided to do is I'm a worshiper. That's who I am. And I notice that when I go into my backyard, and I've got the surround sound, and I make sure I don't turn it up loud to piss off my neighbors, but I want to blast it, right? So sometimes at four in the morning, I just want the glory to fall in my backyard and everybody could see the angels and God showing up. There's but I can't do that. Yeah, there's been gonna... times at the office when you just walk by and be like, what is that sound? And it's just you to 10 <laughs> cranked up and saying, it's like, is Ed singing there? We'll have new employees walk by and be like, what is going on? <laughs> I ain't playing. Right? I'm not playing. I'm I a worshiper. But what I do in the morning after I feed Avor, I have my Bible, I'm drinking my coffee, I turn on my Sonos, and I love me some Jeremy Riddle, mm. right, where he is anointed to usher the presence of God. 
And I know that when I spend time in the presence of my father, who says he inhabits the praises of his people, that is the start of being obedient for that day because I was in his presence. When I don't do that, it's easily easy to kind of disregard, easy to come up with excuses. So to answer your question, the practical thing that I do is spend time with my father in the morning before I start my day. I make sure that's very important to me. How do you align your, you know, business is to make money. Yeah. But not always, you know, you would rather your purpose is more important than the business profiting. How do you navigate that? Is there times that you're like, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to do this, even though it's going to make a bunch of money because it's not going to honor my, my purpose. Has that happened to you? You know, it, it, there's no guessing when it comes to God. Mm. You know, and you know what you're supposed to do and you know what you're not supposed to do. I am supposed to make as much money as humanly possible. I know that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make people go, wait a minute, why? What's up with this guy? Mm-hmm. Again, it's not all about the money. Mm-hmm. Okay? But... How can I change the world for the kingdom of God if I don't have the influence and I don't have the resources to do it? Mm -hmm. So God in me has driven me, driven. I am driven to business. That's all I think about. Business, business, business. So I'm always making money. I'm always thinking how to make money. I'm always making money, making money, making money, making money. Now, there's a right way to make money, and there's a wrong way to make money. I make money the right way with integrity. My morals are in check. I am going to be convicted by the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to do something that dishonors my God. But I am driven to do that. So there's no... There's no, there's never a, there hasn't been where I got to choose, make money or glorify God. No, it's glorified God by making money and making money glorifies God Mm -hmm. all the time. Because look, there could be right now in a neighborhood today, literally on the other side of the 55 freeway, Santa Ana, California, I promise you. There are people right now saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. Mm. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to feed my children. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get to work because my car just broke. Lord, the, in- the inflation is going crazy and gas is $6.50 and I can't afford to get to work and put gas in my car. How am I going to be an answer to prayer if I don't have any money? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I can write checks and pay your rent. I could buy you a new car. We've done that, by the way. And it's so cool to see how God works through people, 
to be an answer to prayer and watch the people glorify God, not you or me, but they glorify God is the most amazing thing that you can ever, ever experience. It's just out of this world. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I don't see you talking about your cars doing this <laughs> here watch you know what i mean no. that might be an amazing experience no no that, those yeah. are just things i know i know this this is like that th those things are not even real yeah the, you can touch them but for me they're not real right this is real mm -hmm. this is the most real i have ever felt right what i got from that which was interesting is you you're saying i don't have to choose it's god honoring God and making money. But you were talking about integrity. What was interesting to me is you are choosing. You're choosing God, but the money's just coming. Yeah. Because I've seen you turn away. We've put That's down, a good point. We've put down, you've put down a lot of money, worked for months on joint ventures or whatever and been like, pull the plug. Yeah. This yeah, isn't that's right. True. Yeah, that's true. This isn't right. That's true. But you didn't even notice that you were choosing. Yeah. But you were choosing all the time, but you're just f so focused on. Yeah. No, that's and the a good money point. just comes. That's a good point. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So how did, how does understanding your purpose affect your family? How is your family's purpose? You, you in working in your family as the head of the household. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? You know, when my kids were small or younger, you know, kids are kids. They don't know responsibility. They have no clue. They just go to school, come home, and everything's there. Mm -hmm. Now that they're older and they understand how the world works, and I'm not putting words in their mouth, but they're shocked. Mm -hmm. They're amazed of what God is doing with Ruth and I. Yeah. And they are so glad to be a part of so my purpose by default is going to continue through generation to generation to generation because I was living under a curse of poverty okay my entire family my mother my father, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, my uncles, my aunties, all of them, all of them, from generation to generation to generation, the Fernandeses, the Arangos, from generation to generation lived under poverty. And for whatever reason, God chose me. And he chose me to break that curse of poverty. Now, why? My son will never be in poverty. My daughters will never be in poverty. My grandchildren will never be in poverty. My grandchildren's children's 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 until Jesus comes will never be in poverty. So my purpose has directly affected my wife my children, for them to leave legacies for their children and their children and their children. Did you feel, because not everyone listening knows your story, 
but you've been successful and lost everything. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just one roller coaster. It's been a ride, right? Yeah. Did you feel like something was trying to bring you back into that poverty or were you just not even looking at that and you were like, I'm still going, I'm still going to the moon as you would say. I don't think any of that was God driven. Yeah. You can make natural mistakes in finances and, and reap the consequences. Right. God's not going to bail you out from the mistakes you made. And what mistakes would we make? We were over leveraged in 2008. Mm -hmm. We bought a house that we could not afford. Everyone did it, right? We were buying cars and driving cars we could not afford, right? And then the recession hit, the great recession hit. We lost our house, we lost our cars. We were, and, and back then, when Ruth, when I were praying, we were confused. I was confused. I don't know, I can't put words in Ruth's mouth, but I was confused. And I was like, God, why? Why? Now looking back, I learned Mm -hmm. I have no debt. Mm -hmm. I don't buy stuff I can't afford. Mm -hmm. I'm not highly leveraged, right? So in this time, which is an economic adjustment, we have high inflation, gas prices are through the roof, right? People can't afford rent. House prices are through the roof, it doesn't affect me mm-hmm. because <laughs> listen to this. I always say, though this company abides up on earth, it is ran by in the kingdom of God. And this natural economy is not my economy. Mm-hmm. I don't run with the same pack of dogs. Right. So I don't care what's in the news. I don't care what the feds are doing. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care because my economy is from heaven. And if heaven is running my economy, well, the streets are made of gold. Yeah. Right. There's no lack. Yeah. So what do I have to worry about? I know. And, you know, a lot of people are going to hear this and go, well, it's easy to believe that when you have money. And you're right. They're absolutely right. Absolutely right. But it never was like this all the time. Mm -hmm. At some point, I had to believe that there was a God who had my back. I had to. Or I can believe that doom and gloom in my life was over and the God that I served really wasn't the God that he said he was. Mm -hmm. And I chose to believe that he's the God who he says he is. Mm -hmm. Right? So it wasn't always like this. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm just like, boy, say to that mountain, be cast into the sea, and boop, there it is. That's how I feel. Yeah, because every time we've gone through something, whether it be COVID or in this company, when everybody thinks the sky is falling, you'd come out of your loud worship, (laughs) worship session and be saying this stuff like, this is the time to be alive. This is the time that we're going to gain ground. This is the time that the company is going to go up absolutely take, take land and just prosper you think you think you think exodus was a walk in the park right god promised mm-hmm. a land of milk and honey mm-hmm. 40 years yeah to get there sandals didn't wear out clothes didn't wear out yeah 
They needed food. He gave them food. Even though they're all complaining. They're all complaining, right? Yeah. And the ones that complained, what happened? They didn't make it. They didn't get in. Yeah. Watch your mouth. Yeah. Don't complain. Yeah. Even if you feel like complaining, just say, Lord, thank you, God. You know, when a deal goes bad for us or a, or, or a door closes, instead of me going, man, Lord, I thought I missed it. I, I, thought, I thought this was it, Lord. I thought, I, thought, I thought this was it. You know what I say? Lord, thank you mm-hmm. for protecting me from the things I cannot see. Right. Right. And that's a different perspective. Yeah, it is. Totally different. Yeah, that sounds like a whole episode, but we'll get into that. <laughs> so we're, we're, we'll continue to talk about your purpose. Yeah. But I want to ask, what's your practical advice for someone that's looking for purpose? What would you, what would you tell them? What's your advice to find it? That's a tough question because I don't know who the audience we're talking to. If you're a believer and you're, you love Jesus the most important thing you got to do, don't be chasing your purpose. Chase the God who's given you the purpose. Once you chase God, your purpose will be revealed. That's the number one thing you got to do. You got to chase God. And you got to work on yourself. Look, you can chase God, but be mentally screwed up. Right? Be dysfunctional. Be doom and gloom, always acting like a victim, always blaming somebody else for, for issues that you got going on. That's not kingdom-minded thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it sounds like it's fake it till you make it. And I know that like, doesn't sound really good, but let's just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Fake it until you make it, mm-hmm. right? You got to believe without your eye seeing. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So chase God. Chase, 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 chase. Let God work on you. Let God work on you. Don't get upset when you have to change your, 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 your way you think. It's a, for a good, it, there's good reason behind it. It's very difficult. It's not easy to do. But I'll tell you, man, there are blessings that are up here that a bunch of people have missed because they're not willing to change their mental mindset of who God really is. Mm. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the best Edward Eric Fernandez that God has ever created. And when I get to see him, we're going to have a party. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're the audience that has made it this far, (laughs) in this podcast without having a relationship with God. Yeah. What would your advice to them be? If they don't have one? If they don't have one, how would they find their purpose? That's, I don't know. Mm. You you can't. See, we were all born with a purpose. God don't make mistakes. Oh, shoot. Let me, let me, oh, boop. You come out, right? You're born. You start crying. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. Whether you know God or you don't know God, you were born with a purpose. Mm-hmm. How do you find your purpose? Chase the one who gave you the purpose. And so if you don't know Jesus Christ 
It's very simple. Lord, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me for my sins and be my God forever. That's it. You don't have to be whipping yourself in the back and you don't have to be doing this. And you're not doing all you got to do is do that, and the Bible says you shall be saved. That's the beginning of finding your purpose if you don't know Jesus Christ. Well, this is a whole different episode. I, I, we didn't even know we were going here. We did not know we were going here, but we're going here. We're all good. I'm just like absorbing the, the, the sermon right now. So when you, let's take a step back. When you, you told the story of, fire yeah which i have a similar story to that so i totally understand but where were you in your my walk walk with god where were you did you know i was brand new okay i was i was only saved six months because when you said when when you said my friend said that the about the holy ghost I was thinking it was one of your bonehead no, friends. No, no, no. It's like, that was after I got saved and okay. I started. I changed all my friends okay. and I was hanging out with people from the church. Okay. Right? And they were more educated on the things of God than I was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her name was Megan, mm-hmm. right? And, and she said, Ed, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's when I started understanding what that meant. So how does, we've talked about, I just, that was just, I just wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some backstory, but. We talked about a little bit about habits and mindset, but how did your purpose change your mindset, like living every single day? Like, how do you live when you wake up in the morning and we talked about the, you know, a, walking with Avor, getting in the Bible, you come in here, you're on the phones all day. How do you continue that? How do you, because everybody, Everybody's like, what am I? What am I doing? Do you have to continue doing that exact same thing, or you're gonna not keep your eyes on your purpose? Because explain your rubber band. Yeah. To so, you know, that's an interesting question because I can give you and I can glean going back. When I first got saved, I was very, very much in love and had a huge zeal for my father, and I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. Okay. All of a sudden now, when did I get saved? 1995. I don't know how many years that is. We're we're 2023. Yeah, coming up on 30. 30 years (laughs) almost. From the time I got saved, then I got married. And marriage is shortly very, after very difficult. Marriage is marriage is very very difficult. I was not a good husband for the first fifteen years. Which you got to watch that episode yeah, of you. I was of not you a good Ruth. husband that for the first fifteen years powerful. of my of my marriage. I've been married twenty six years, going on twenty seven. And the Bible says that a man's prayers are hindered because of the way he treats his wife. So I would. I'd be praying, praying, and praying, and praying, trying to pray the anger away, trying to pray the selfishness away, the narcissistic behavior away. And that, that does not work. Okay? God is not going to take a little wand and boop and take it all away from you. It's just not going to happen. 
And so at that time, I was reading my word. I was in worship with God, but I wasn't obedient. I wasn't obedient. So you can have a relationship with God and be disobedient to the point to where you're hindered. You're stuck. You're not going anywhere. You're following God, but nothing's really happening. And that was me until I took my walk with my Lord very serious. Not perfect. Look, I'm not perfect. Do I do everything right? Absolutely not. Do I sin? Yes. There are unknown sins and there are the known sins. I'm sure there's unknown sins. I need the blood of Jesus daily. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that. I'm not by no, mean, no means perfect, but I am intentional with my walk. I am intentional with my walk in God. So to answer your question, does it, do I have to do that every day? No, I get to do that every day. I want to do that every day. I love to do that every day. It's not a chore to me. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, I know there is gold beneath my feet. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how deep I need to dig to get it. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep digging and digging and digging until I dig to the other side of the world but I'm going to get that gold, which is my Lord Jesus Christ and everything he has for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I recently heard someone talking about, and this wasn't even purpose, but priorities in life, which I think is uh, maybe a step below purpose, you know, yeah. purpose. And then you have your priorities to fill the purpose. But he said, why don't you write down your top five priorities? Mm-hmm. And then why don't you write down next to it? what you spend your time doing every week. You can see clearly if your priorities are in check or right, fulfilling your purpose by what you do. So I guess the question is when you're, how do you live your purpose when you have all these other things to do? Is it just ingrained in you on everything that you touch and walk on? That's like saying, how does a spider create a web? Yeah. yeah. It just is. Right. The spider doesn't have to work at creating the web. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to learn how to do it. At birth, they're creating webs. Mm-hmm. That's your walk. Mm-hmm. That's my walk. It's not a, a job. I was born to do this. So, you know, yeah, it's good to write down priorities and align them with your priorities uh, and, and, and write out how you're doing and taking care of those priorities. Mm-hmm. That's, in, that's important. I think that's a great exercise. But when you wake up in the morning and you know that you need to spin a web and it's pan comido, it's easy to do and you've been doing it your entire life. The difference is how big is your web? Right. The bigger the web you create, the more you catch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm catching everything mm-hmm. that God is going to throw at me. Mm-hmm. So my web is huge. Yeah. And I work on it every single day so I can catch everything that my father is going to give me. 
you went from, I said ingrained in you to your purpose is you. Yes, sir. That's a different, that's a different level. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, these notes went off the rails because <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, this, the, Hey, this is how it's supposed to go, you know? Yeah. Um, so in closing, how can your purpose help change the world? Well, God. and that's for you and others. Yeah, How can their God, purpose- look at look what's going on. It's sad. Our country is in, in a whole different direction. This world is in a whole di- different direction. Uh, we are at the end times. I mean, it is here, you know. And the battle and the fight is real. So how can my purpose change this world? And I said it before, I'm going to write checks. Mm. I'm going to write checks and I'm going to write checks. And if I have to help people start businesses that love the Lord, if I have to teach young men that don't have direction how to be businessmen, and build this army for the kingdom of God because the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is held up for the just. And there's a transfer of wealth that's happening right now. In the name of Jesus, I am the tip of that spear. Mm -hmm. And whatever this spear hits, it will glorify God. That is my job and I'll do it to the day I die. I hope people people resonate with that, man. I hope that they they see what true purpose means, not just in stuff. Yeah. Not just because you have that. Yeah. So you can say, you just said it's, it's, it's nothing. It's not real. It's not real. It's you, not real. This, what, everybody thinks this is real. This, they, they think this is real. I could touch it. That's, that's not real. This is a temporary real. This is going to go away one day when my Lord and Jesus comes. And what real is real, you better know that this ain't real and that there's another real and you better be right. Right. That's it. There's no, there's no reason to gamble. Again, I keep saying it. You can choose to die once or you can choose to die twice. This will go away. This will never go away. And I choose to have this live for eternity. Our little, little brains can't even calculate what eternity is. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very long time, and it never stops, okay? So those who do not follow my father, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, let's make it clear, no other stinking spook, okay? You don't follow that guy, Mm -hmm. you die twice. Mm -hmm. That ain't me, man. That That ain't ain't me. That ain't me either. (laughs) That ain't me. I'm not taking that risk. If I'm a kook and there is no God, I lived a really good life. Yeah, you did. Right? Yeah. But if there is a God, I got my ticket to the party. Right. And guess what? We win. <laughs> That's it. I'll be there with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that took that took it down a road like like we said, man. This is how it's going to go. Not every it's about life, business, cars, fun. I mean, this podcast covers it all. But when you hear something you got to talk about, yeah. you're going to talk about it. And you're going to be bold talking about it. I'm not, I'm not playing games, man. Cool. I'm just not. Well, 
thank thanks again for having me, man. This this is a trip to be part of this with you. And uh, until next time, everybody. Thank you for watching, man. I love you. You guys are the best things ever, brother. Have a great day. We're also on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Audible, any streaming service you can think of. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.